Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Saturday, April the 22nd, 2023. It is currently 3.24 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. And I bet you can predict what I'm getting ready to say. I I bet you can predict it, right? Come on, you can predict it. It's Saturday. So you know what I'm getting ready to emphasize, right? You know what I'm getting ready to say. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is Saturday. And you know what that means. Another week of Bible study is coming to some kind of a conclusion, maybe a dramatic conclusion. Maybe you've reached the end of this week and you're like, wow, what a week of Bible study. That was the best week of Bible study I have ever experienced in the my entire life. And I think I have, the only thing I can think is, well, I can think the Theology Central podcast because they made it possible. Okay, probably no one ever says that. I doubt anyone gets to the end of the week and go, what a great week of Bible study. And I only have the Theology Central podcast to thank. I know you probably don't ever even think that way, much less thank me for that. But we try, I try, that when we reach Saturday, we can take a second and look back and go, wow, that was that was a very good week of Bible study. Do I always succeed? No. I, I, I just, right now, I, I mean, I would love for it to be great. I just try to shoot for... Well, that was okay. <laughs> okay. No, I don't even really want that. I want it to be great. I really want it to be great. But every week we have our own unique challenges. We have our own unique things that take place. But I do my very best to try to get you into the text. So welcome to another episode of the Bible Study Exercise Podcast Series, the podcast series that that is designed to get you up off the couch to a table with a pencil, a notebook, a Bible, and reference tools, and study the Bible for your self to really dig into the text. And you know that currently we're involved in a study of the subject of temptation. Text number one was James chapter one. We did a lot of work on trying to define what temptation is, right? We And I think we did a lot of work and counting it all joy. I, I don't know if we, I, that's one of those situations where we finished that week and I just don't, I don't feel like people really understood the significance of what we were doing there. Not only the looking at the two progressions in James chapter one, just the way we define temptation and that whole count it all joy. And that we place that we understood that temptation is an enticement to evil trial and test that tries to demonstrate that shows us that 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 when it comes to a, it's either an enticement to get us to think it's a trial to get oh I should say this it's an enticement and trial in order to get us in our mind speech feeling desire and action to do that which is contrary to God's word it also serves as a test to demonstrate in what ways we did not think speak feel, desire, and act in a way that's in accordance with God's word. So we wanted to make sure we got those three parts in our definition of of temptation. We definitely wanted to get all three parts, the enticement to evil, the trial, and the testing, right? And that two of them are designed to try to get us to think, speak, 
feel, desire, and act in a way contrary to God's word. And the third aspect of it is testing to, to demonstrate, to show us it, in which ways we did not act in accordance with God's word. We really try. And so therefore we should count it all joy because every time we are tempted, every time it demonstrates immediately in what ways we're not thinking, speaking, and I could go through it all again. I, I, I thought that was super, 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 super important because everyone wants to separate the trial from enticement to evil. And I reject that. Every, I think in some ways, everything is an enticement to evil and especially a trial, a difficulty. It really is going to be. So I, I, I hope we really clar- clarified that. I think we did a decent job. Um, and then we looked at the two progressions in James chapter one. I think we could have even done more work there. I really thought between the definition and the progressions, it was going to just spark like hundreds of emails, but it, I, I don't know. I don't know how people felt about it. And I know one of the things that happens is we move on so quickly, like we move on so quickly. So we moved from James one and then it was this week. It's been Deuteronomy eight and Matthew chapter four. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 4. Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew chapter 4. Now, we've done a lot of work on it, and we still left with, there's still some major questions we, we have not answered in regards to God's involvement in this. Uh, we've had, I've, I have had some emails about that. Some people have become very defensive. It's weird. Like some of the things I've not gotten much feedback on, but when it gets to something a little bit controversial, people will immediately go, you're wrong. <laughs> okay. They, they will get very upset. They may not spend the time to work out the other things, but man, they'll let you know when they think you're wrong. Okay. That's. That's neither here nor there. That's a whole different podcast episode. So uh, we've really worked hard on Deuteronomy chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 4. So the plan is tomorrow morning, Victory Baptist Church standing behind the pulpit from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Deuteronomy chapter 8, Matthew chapter 4. From about 11.20 a.m. to about 12.15 p.m. Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew chapter 4. And Sunday evening at 6 p.m., Till 7 p.m., a full hour, possibly still Deuteronomy chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 4. If not, we will then begin to move to this next week's study. And that's what I'm here to do today is to introduce what we're going to be doing next week, giving you a little quick preview and reminding you of a couple of things I want you to do, all right? So here's a couple of things I want you to do. First, I'm gonna remind you of two, uh, three very important assignments, all right? Three very important assignments. Remember, Bible study exercise, the job here is not for, the goal here is not for me to do everything for you, it's to get you up off the couch, all right? So you've got three clear assignments. Are you ready? Clear three, and I may give you another. I may give you a fourth one, but here we go. You ready? This is very, 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 very important. I want you to take Deuteronomy chapter eight and Matthew chapter four, and I want you to I want you to see what do what do these two have in common? What do they have separate? Like just try to kind of map it. Someone sent me a chart that they made and it's awesome. Um, I may be utilizing it um, and we can probably try to do a little bit more. But just what when you look at Deuteronomy 8 and you look at Matthew 4, what, what, what's similar? What's different? Just kind of, just kind of, you can just write count columns, what they have in common, what they have different. I'm not, I'm not telling you to draw any conclusions about it. I just want you to do more as an observational skill, Right. Okay, that, that's just, just look and contrast Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew chapter 4. 
contrast Deuteronomy chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 4, right? Do that. Please, 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 please. If you want to make it into a chart, great. If you don't, at least um, at least do a little bit of work. Just do a little bit of work, all right, on it. And see, and see. And I would love for you to share what you find. I'd love to share what you find. You can email it to me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Second, don't forget the PDF file on temptation. I was, again, once again, I was hoping that was going to spark a lot more conversation, a lot of discussion. Be reading that PDF file on temptation. I will uh, attach it to this episode as well. I will attach it again. Please look at that PDF file. Look at it, 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 all right? If there's a certain line, a certain paragraph, if there's anything that either you're like, well, what about this? Or I don't know about this. Oh, I thought this was so good. Just send it to me. Newsif at yahoo.com. Newsif at yahoo.com. Because, I, well, that's I like you participating, all right? So contrast Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew 4. Chart it out. Write it out. I want that contrast. I want to see it. I want you to, I want you to, and what do they, what's, what do they have in common? What do they have differently? However you want to work on it, just be working on those two chapters over and over and over. I, I know what you're saying, but we're at the end of the week. Just keep working on Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew chapter 4. And, and here's the reason why. The work on Matthew 4 is going to come in handy for what you're getting ready to do this coming week. All right. So just keep working on Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew chapter 4. I don't think we've done enough work on it yet. All right. So keep doing that. Everybody got that? Don't forget the PDF file. Don't forget the PDF file. Don't forget the PDF file. Then I want you to take the Sermons 2.0 app. I want you to take the Sermons 2.0 app. It's free. Anybody can download it. Sermons 2.0 app. There I want you to do a search for Deuteronomy chapter 8. And listen to two random sermons on Deuteronomy chapter 8. Don't try to just... Just look, just scroll down and just make sure when you click on the sermon, it, it, that it says for the text, Deuteronomy 8, all right? Just pick them randomly. Don't try to pick a church that you think you'll like. You may, you may see a title that you think is interesting, but two sermons on Deuteronomy 8 and two sermons on Matthew chapter 4. Just pick random and just listen to what they have to say about it. If you listen, if you're listening to a sermon, you're like, oh, this is really good or, oh, whoa, this is horrible. What are they saying? Just give me the name of the sermon and the time stamp. And then lo and behold, it will become a Bible study podcast series episode, right? Because then I will go review it and we'll talk about it. All right. We'll talk about it. Two sermons on Deuteronomy 8, two sermons on Matthew chapter 4. That's simple. That's straightforward. All right. So contrast Deuteronomy 8. And Matthew 4, contrast, contrast, write it out, chart it out. I want to see it. I want to see it. The PDF file on temptation, read it, read it, read it, read it. Let me know what you're finding. Let me know. There's much there we can, we can talk about. Oh, there's so much there we can talk about, right? Next, two ser- sermons 2.0 app, Deuteronomy 8, Matthew 4, two sermons apiece, just random. That's simple. That's straightforward. Doesn't require much work. Doesn't require much effort. There you can even lay back down on the couch, I mean, I think you should sit at the table with a pencil and take some notes, but if you want, just lay on the couch and listen to them. Because even if you don't write anything down, that only, listen, if you've been reading Matthew chapter eight, or Matthew, Deuteronomy chapter eight, Matthew chapter four, if you've been reading them over and 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 over again, like you always should for our Bible study exercises, remember, you can't be interpreting 
what you're not observing. I, I don't know how many times I can say that. You got to live and breathe the text. But then you can just lay down on the couch and listen to the sermons because if you've been reading the text over and over and over, the minute they say something, you'll be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know these texts forwards, backwards, upside down, left, right, east, west, north, south. You get the con- you get the idea, right? You get the idea, right? Those are simple. Those are simple tasks. Contrast, Deuteronomy 8, Ma- Matthew 4, the PDF file, two sermons on Deuteronomy 8, two sermons on Matthew chapter 4. That that should that should that would be a dramatic conclusion to this week. I think it, I think it would really and then and then well I would challenge you to listen to what I'm going to do tomorrow, but you know that's that's up to you. But I think tomorrow we're going to try to put a bring it to some kind of a dramatic conclusion. But then you say, but what 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 do I do next? Oh, are you ready? Are you ready? Next week, starting tomorrow afternoon. Starting tomorrow afternoon. That's the official start time for the next week of Bible study exercise. Starting, we'll say tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Time. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Central Time begins the new week of Bible study. Right? 1 p.m. Central Time tomorrow. You will take your Bible. Are you ready for this? Here's what you're going to be looking at all next week. All next week, hang on, my iPad. T- talk about destroying my dramatic buildup there. I was all ready to go with a dramatic buildup, and then lo and behold, the website logged me out. So I don't have anything that I need in front of me. So just give me one second. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Tomorrow, 1 p.m. Here's what you're going to be looking at. You're going to be looking at Unit 2, Session 3. Don't forget the curriculum as well, but I'm not going to mention the curriculum right now. It is called The Temptation to Test God. The Temptation to Test God. Now, you can see the curriculum has a very specific agenda in mind. I'm not, I'm not at this point focusing too much on that agenda right now. I've kind of ignored it, right? But... Here is the text you're going to be working on all next week, starting tomorrow at 1 p.m. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 16 to 25, and wait for it, Matthew chapter 4, 5 through 7. See why I wanted you to do so much work on Matthew 4 this week? Because once again, Matthew 4 is going to come into play. This time, instead of contrasting it with Deuteronomy 8, you're going to be contrasting it with Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy 6, 16 through 25, and Matthew 4, 5 through 7. Deuteronomy chapter 6, 16 through 25, and Matthew 4, 5 through 7. Now, again, you know what I would tell you? Just focus on Deuteronomy 6, the whole chapter, and just focus on Matthew 4, the whole chapter. It doesn't hurt to get the extra in, all right? And it provides additional context if you need it. So, this So to, to finish out this week, it's Deuteronomy 8, Matthew 4. I want you to contrast, all right? And obviously what I'm wanting you to contrast, you can probably tell, Deuteronomy 8, the part there that would quote unquote fit to test temptation, however we want to describe it in Matthew 4, the part dealing with temptation. Obviously that's the part I want you to contrast. I want you to read the PDF file on, P, on temptation, all right. I definitely want you to do that. I want you two sermons on Deuteronomy 8, two sermons on uh, Matthew chapter 4. 
Now for next week, Deuteronomy chapter 6, 16 through 25, Matthew 4, 5 through 7. So what do I want? You can already know where you're going to go with your assignments. I want you to contrast Deuteronomy 6 and Matthew chapter 4. Oh, see, that was simple, right? You're going to know Matthew 4 by, by the time this is over. Oh, I want you to continue to read the PDF file. Oh, and then guess what else? You know what I want you to do. I want you to listen to two sermons on the Sermons 2.0 app on Deuteronomy 6 and two additional sermons on Matthew chapter 4. There you go. I'm, 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 I'm giving you your homework. I'm giving you your assignments. And just guess what? None of this is costing you any money, all right? This is like going to Bible college and seminary. It, you're, not having, you're not having to spend any money, and you get, you get the luxury of digging in right there, just using your phone, and you've got all the tools. The resources are free. You're not having to pay for anything. You have someone you can send your homework to, right? I'm not charging you for that. If you have questions or difficulties, you can email me. We'll work on it together. So let's... Let's take advantage of this. Let's take advantage of this. That's where you're going to be next week. Deuteronomy 6, Matthew chapter 4. The specific passage in mind in Deuteronomy 6 is verses 16 through 25. The specific section of Matthew 4 is 5 through 7. All right. I'm waiting like someone's getting ready to, I'm waiting for someone to raise their hand. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm like looking around the room, like waiting for someone to raise their hand going, okay, could you say that again? Wait, but there's no one here. I'm in an empty room in the studio here in Abilene, Texas. But uh, I was hope, I was waiting on the Spreaker app to see if anyone came in to go, got it. Makes sense. Perfect. Wonderful. Great. Sounds good. Can't wait. Getting started now. Greatest idea I've ever heard of. Okay, no, but I'm I'm getting I'm, I'm not getting anything. Just getting silence. That's that's what I get. The sound of silence. It's so sad and depressing and discouraging. Okay, all right, being a little bit hyperbolic, but you get the idea. All right. Um, all right. Someone said. Uh, got it all down clearly. Thank you. All right. Well, that how how nice of someone to say that. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Got the rumble of thunder in the background. Got some thunderstorms building. Could be another one of those wild Saturday afternoon, Saturday evenings. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but I wanted to at least get this in. I, I, I've got other things I want to talk about today, but I wanted to at least, because I never know how Sunday is going to go. That's always... Sunday afternoons is questionable. Well, if I don't get the kind of the preview done on Sunday afternoon, well, then next thing you know, it's Monday. And then it's like, well, now it's time for today's focus. And it's, uh, and, uh, and then next thing you know, it's Tuesday. And then I'm already behind. So Saturdays just is a good time to just turn on the microphone, kind of telling everyone, hey, don't forget, this is what you need to have, have done. This is where you need to go. I, I am interested and the Deuteronomy 6 passage, if you look at the Deuteronomy 6 passage, um, oh, well, here we go. Deuteronomy 6.16, you shall not tempt the Lord your God as ye tempted him in, oh, where is that? And what happened? Oh, I can already... Oh, we already got work to do, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. See, 
See, I got to stop myself. See, I need to put my Bible down. Why am I doing that? See, I want to start teaching it. I want to start teaching it. I can't. I can't. Maybe Sunday night. Maybe Sunday night. Maybe Sunday night. I think Sunday night, what we're going to be doing is trying to contrast Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew 4, I think is what we're going to be doing Sunday night. I think Sunday, the goal is Sunday school is Deuteronomy 8 and Sunday morning is going to be Matthew 4. I think. Ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm still, I, I'm, I'm, now I'm just using this as an opportunity to think out loud exactly how I want to approach tomorrow. I got, because there's so many, like, there's a part of me that wants to just walk to the pulpit tomorrow and go, hey, guys, 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 we got a problem here, right? We don't, we don't, does, do, do, don't we all agree we have a problem, right? James tells us God does not tempt us. He is not tempted, nor does he tempt us. Right? Everyone says amen to that, right? But we're told in Matthew, pray that he doesn't lead us into temptation. Well, why is he leading me into temptation if he's not the one tempting me? Okay, I think we have some ways around that. He can lead me into temptation, but he's not the one tempting me. So that would still, he could actually, I can pray that God doesn't lead me into temptation because sometimes he will lead me into temptation, but... But if he's going to do that, isn't he going to do it anyway, whether I pray about, oh, okay, so many questions. And is there a difference between leading me into temptation and actually tempting me, right? He's leading me into the area of temptation, but he's not the one directly tempting me. But wait a minute. If, but he knows he's leading me into the very area where I'm going to be tempted. So like all of the attempts to get God off the hook. And then we go to Deuteronomy chapter eight and we're like, wait a minute, God is leading them. Are these things happening to them? Do we call them temptations? Well, the definition of the Greek, if we look up the Greek word for temptation in James, it includes an enticement to evil and trial and test. Clearly, trial and test is on display in Deuteronomy 8. And if God's the one who led them there, then he led them right into it. But then you say, well, he's not the one who tempted them, but he led them into the very circumstances. Oh, it's so, it's, it's mad. I like a part of me wants to say, guys, we've got to figure this out today. But I know that we could spend an hour in church tomorrow with the congregation trying to figure it out. And I, I'm going to get probably about three reactions. One reaction, someone will get defensive, feel like they have to come to God's defense and, and try to get him off the hook and, and try to, no, 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 no. It can't blame God, right? Because someone, that's how it always works. Others will be like, oh, this is interesting. And then some will be like, I don't know. And I don't care. It's too complicated. You almost don't, that's almost the kind of responses you get anywhere. On, online, church, anywhere. So there's a part of me that feels like we really need to work that, but I've got to force myself not to get so caught up on that. But the reason I keep getting, I'm struggling with that is as soon as I open it to Deuteronomy chapter eight, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. Okay, there's, there's the law. There's God's law, and then immediately, and thou shalt remember all the ways which the Lord thy God led thee. <laughs> he led them into all of these situations. And obviously, God could have avoided all of those situations. He could have said, okay, we're coming out of Egypt. We're going directly into the promised land. We're just going to take a direct straight line. 
home. I'm not going to lead you to the place where there's no water. I'm not going to lead you to the place where there's no food. I'm not going to lead you to the place where you're going to grumble and do this. I'm just going to avoid all of that. We're going to go straight into the promise. And we're going straight to the promised land. And we're crossing immediately. There's not going to be wait, don't send out spies. We're just going in. Boom. And you're going to take the land. But it doesn't work that way. Now, but the fact that it doesn't work that way results in how many people dying as they wandered around for 40 years, depending on how some people say the number is 800,000. Some people say a million. Some people say it was as small as 30,000. There's no, there's a never ending debate on how many people it was, but ever how many people it was, they wander around for 40 years, dying, 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 dying. Who led them into the very situations where they would then be tempted to then deny God, turn their back on God. God led them there. Now you can say God was not the source of the temptation. I understand you can draw a distinction, but he led them right to the situation. So then how is God involved in our, in, in, without destroying the sovereignty of God? And, and even if you remove God out of the entire situation, say, well, it's just man's free will. Who gave man free will knowing exactly how they would use that free will? And obviously, even if you say man has a free will, wait a minute, we have a sinful nature. God knew that the minute he created Adam and Eve, that everyone after that would be born with a very nature that would go, that would take its, use the quote unquote free will to do evil. And so, and God could remove the, the, uh, the sinful nature at any time. Then the free will would have true freedom. But as long as we have a sin nature, then that's not true freedom because we have a nature. Yeah, then it gets all complicated. So no matter what you do, you go back and back, all the way back, and in the beginning, God. And then there you're, you're stuck in some way, shape, or form. So like, I, um, I, that's what I want to focus on because I want an answer, but we don't have a good answer. So what we have to do is like, okay, God's involvement in all of this is not only complicated, I think in some ways it's distracting because then we start losing focus on what we can learn about temptation. So I have to force myself tomorrow, even though I want to deal with this other issues, go, what can we learn about temptation in Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew chapter 4? I think we did a decent job with that in James. I tried to avoid God. God doesn't tempt. I tried to avoid that. I tried to avoid that. And what we did is we focused on what we could learn about temptation, Right. I think, I think we did a pretty good job with that. So I've got to try to force myself to do that tomorrow. So we got to, we got to define exactly what we've defined, what temptation is. Now we got to see, and, and I would challenge you, Deuteronomy 8, Matthew 4, right? Uh, the first part of Matthew 4. So if we say Deuteronomy 8, if we go Deuteronomy 8, connect that to Matthew 4, 1 through 4. If you look at Matthew 4, 1 through 4, and the first part of Deuteronomy 8, what would you say is the temptation? Is there, a, is there a similar temptation in Deuteronomy 8 and Matthew chapter 4? And when you compare Deuteronomy 6, 16 through 25, and Matthew 4, 5 through 7, is there a similar temptation? All right. I didn't get to do any teaching. I hate, sometimes these episodes drive me. I know I always say this at the end of these episodes because I feel like I didn't give you anything, but that's the whole point. I'm trying not to, trying to get you to work on this stuff yourself. So we will see. All right, I'll stop right there. You can email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's news, 
I F it. I'm, I'm doing this with my hands. I always hate when I go back and listen to my podcast and I'm like, what was those sounds in the background? It's either a pencil rolling. It's either paper or a notebook. Or it's this. Or it's me messing with my pencil sharpener right here. Okay, it's always, it's always, and I'm always spinning, I'm always spinning it around. Oh, now I just dropped it everywhere. Oh, I just made an absolute mess. I just made an absolute mess. All right, there we go. But I always will realize after the fact. And a roundabout way, that's what I feel like Bible study is. There's all these things happening in, in the Bible. Like there's all these sounds and we got to figure out what, okay, what's going on here? What's going on here? We got, we got to figure out, what was that? What was going on? And so there we go. We got a lot to work on. Join us. Join us. Dig in. Dig in. Should be fun. Should be fun. And then you can, you can tune in tomorrow and see if it turns into a complete, utter train wreck or if I'm able to pull something off that's beneficial. All right. There's your homework. There's your assignments. That's what we're doing for the Bible study exercise. Let's not waste this opportunity. And let's see if we can learn more about temptation and understanding it from a biblical perspective. And and we can just set aside maybe all the other different perspectives that are thrown at us. Thank you for listening. Everyone have a great Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening. And I hope if you can go to church tomorrow, it's a great church and the scripture is preached in its fullness and, and it's wonderful. And if you can't be at a good church, hopefully you can find something to listen to online that you find great and beneficial. And of course, hopefully if you do listen to us, you find it to be helpful and beneficial. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.